listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Welcome you in to another episode of the Full 10 Yards podcast. It is Friday, the 5th of October. Thank you all so much for joining us. It's glad to have you with us. Good show in front of us today. A couple of bits uh, ahead of the week five. We are joined by Rob Grimwood of Across Fantasy Pond. Obviously, Lee is away this weekend, so he cannot join us for that. But Rob's going to join us, and we're going to talk about all the week five games look at the main storylines, give you the over-unders, the handicap lines and what have you. But we're also going to be uh, talking about players that we've changed our opinion on going into the, from going into the season through the first four weeks. So players that we are, high, we are maybe now confident to play, whereas maybe at the start of the season we weren't so, and obviously vice versa. Players that we are really hot going into the season, and maybe that's just called off a wee bit. So also obviously being joined by Adam Wolford of Touchdown Tips to bring you the best bets for week five. And of course, we have the Kickers Corner, where we give you the locks and the sits for the kickers in your fantasy leagues for week five. Bit of DFS as well, uh, sprinkled throughout the show, and hopefully you will enjoy it. But before we get through to all of that, a couple of bits to update you on. Obviously, we have surpassed 500 followers on Twitter at Full 10 Yards, nearing the 600 mark. So thank you all so much for your follows and all your tweets. Uh, but of, co- of course, we're giving away a free NFL jersey. Now, all we have to do to enter is follow us on Twitter, like I say, at Full 10 Yards. Retweet our pinned tweet, which is on our page, and just reply to the tweet on your football team, uh, your American football team, your size, and with the hashtag F10YJersey. And it's all free, and winner will be picked at the end of the month, and you'll get an NFL jersey of your choice, which I assume will be your reply. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Give us some retweet, <clears throat> spread the word. Obviously, we want to be able to do more of these going forward in the future. So very much appreciate each and every one of you followers out there. I'm very grateful for you to be part of the full 10 yards army. Talking of army, we are looking for a fantasy writer to join our ranks. And so if you are a person out there that is very interested in fantasy football, maybe you're very good at NFL uh, fantasy football side of things. And maybe you want to give writing a go. You don't know uh, prior experience is needed. But get in touch with us at Full 10 Yards or myself at Tim underscore Monk 85 or at Wakefield 90. Uh, our DMs on the podcast for Twitter are open at Full 10 Yards. So get in touch with us if you want to do that. Nothing too, nothing too stressful. And like I say, no experience is necessary. Final bit before we get into the main segment of our show. It's quite a long one today with all the guests that we have on. Uh, but final part today is if you, um, we might have noticed at the start of the shows of the podcast, we get random people, not random people, we get people to introduce the shows and we're giving you, yes, you, the listener, the chance to introduce the Full 10 Yards show. Uh, all you need to do is click on the link on our social media, um, it's a voice bite link to introduce the show. And yeah, it's a 15 second segment where you can just introduce, you can, it's your 15 seconds, we will play the best ones on the show and you will get to introduce uh, the podcast so please very much recommend you get involved with that. We'd love to have you introduce the show. We'll give you a shout out as well, of course, and give you a shout on on social media. If you are selected, obviously we'll play the best ones. We'll try and get through all of them. We are two podcasts a week, so there's plenty of there to get through. So get involved with that. 
But let's get on to today's show, obviously podcast 46, uh, tickling along very nicely indeed. Going to be previewing the week five with Rob Grimwood, looking at a couple of players that we like and dislike uh, and have changed our opinion on going into the season. Adam Wolford at the end there with the tips for and all our best bets for week five and, and we will round off with your kickers. Just one week four game to obviously bring you up to speed on Thursday Night Football. The New England Patriots taking care of business against the Colts. 38-24, Tom Brady with three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, two interceptions weren't really were, uh, interceptions. Rob Gronkowski and Chris Hogan popping the ball up when they uh, caught the ball, but it wasn't obviously deemed football moves, so they counted as interceptions to Tom Brady. Uh, Andrew Luck throwing for another 50, 59 times, which is 119 times over the last couple of days, four or five days, which... Uh, I think goes to show that his arm is back in full flow and good to go. But obviously they uh, lacked a bit of quality there on that team. Obviously T.Y. went out and uh, a couple of pieces there on, on offence and defence uh, not available to them. So obviously no one really expected them to go into Foxborough and win. Josh Gordon was, got his uh, first touchdown as a New England Patriot. And I think Tom Brady now has broken the record for the amount of different receivers that he's thrown a touchdown pass to. So congratulations to him. Tony Michelle had another nice game, 98 yards on the ground and I think 12 yards uh, through the air on one reception and the touchdown as well, which I'm very, very pleased about myself with all my fantasy shares in Sony Michelle. But let's crack on with week five. And joining us today in absence of Lee, who is somewhere in Kent, I believe, on, on a stag do, so God knows what state he is in, uh, we're jobbed, uh, joined by Rob Grimwood of Across the Fantasy Pond, who was on a while back to for the hot for the hot takes episode, I think it was uh, Rob. We welcome you in uh, again to the Full Ten Yards podcast. Hope you're well, buddy. Uh, on a Friday night, obviously a bunch of old fogies here with nothing uh, better to do than just talk about NFL and fantasy football. Just call me an old fogey. Yeah, yeah, but we're old fogies. <laughs> <laughs> we're in on a Friday night. We've got our slippers on. We've got our pipe in, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. No, you're right. I am sitting <laughs> here uh, with a pipe in. We're just wishing it was Sunday, to be honest. Oh, uh, Tim, it's, uh, you know, the week drags so much nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of really good fancy uh, fancy matchups this week in my, in my home league and some other leagues. Um, so, yeah, Sunday Sunday can't quite come uh, quick enough. But, um, yeah, week five already is quite scary, really, that we're almost a third of the way through the, uh, the NFL season, but certainly a third of the way through the fantasy season. Um, but obviously, Rob, we're going we're gonna to have, first off, we're going to talk about some players, obviously, fantasy football or NFL as well, that we've maybe changed our, our opinion on coming into the season. Uh, some players that we, we like, some players that we maybe no longer do. Uh, and obviously, you, you have an article out on your Across the Fantasy Pond there. Just maybe want to give the listeners uh, a bit of info on, on what that is. Yeah, I've got. We have loads of uh, good stuff on our website, which is www.acrossthefantasypond.com. Go check it out after this podcast, obviously. Um, but yeah, I've I've written an article this week um, uh, about the redemption candidates, so uh, players who may be stinking your fantasy teams out at the moment, mm. but have got a good chance to redeem themselves in the coming weeks. Mm. So I've just picked out sort of one player from each position which which I like to have a bit of a bounce back in the next few weeks which is a pretty good uh, article if I may say so myself yeah, absolutely yeah no I like it and maybe maybe we'll come across a couple of players here that, that we've maybe changed our opinions on uh, just before we start though I just wanted to obviously just mention obviously quarterbacks in drafts so it's quite a, a debatable uh, position you know do you draft early or do you, do you stream late I'm obviously a fan of the latter but just to put it out there obviously Aaron Rodgers Cam Newton Tom Brady Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson 
Uh, obviously, quarterbacks that pretty much you know be top five. Maybe Drew Brees is the exception, but uh, only only one uh, one of those quarterbacks is in the top fourteen quarterbacks uh, so far in standard mm. scoring this season. That's obviously just Sean Watson. I think he was number twelve. So just shows you obviously the uh, the, the quarterbacks there not not really putting for, for, uh, through for you if you drafted them early. But uh, do you want to maybe do you want to start us off then, uh, Rob? Do you want maybe want to give us give us a player that you're you know, you you've changed your opinion on for the, for the better? Well, I must admit, you, you have just mentioned him, actually, okay. uh, from the quarterback position, and that is Deshaun Watson. Uh, I was really off Deshaun Watson uh, at the beginning, coming into this season. I thought that the the small sample size from last year wasn't big enough. I thought that he wouldn't be able to reproduce what that five weeks uh, span from last year was. And I do think he has he struggled the first couple of weeks, but I Fantasy-wise, he's mm. still been putting up the numbers. Yeah. And I think that what we've seen so far this season is actually his flaw. I think I, I, I think he's just got more to offer. And seeing that offense and how players like Kiki Kuti came in last week and was yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Um, and the, the, obviously the outstanding talent of DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller when he's healthy. Um, you know, they've got a really good offense, actually. Mm. And Deshaun Watson... I, I, I was a bit naive coming into this season, thinking that he couldn't do it again. I watched some college tape from when he was at Clemson, and uh, he is actually he's the real deal. Mm. Yeah, and no, I agree with you there. Sean Watson was uh, was a guy I didn't really want any shares in at all. Fancy, uh, unfortunately, he was auto picked in one of the leagues I was in, so I was kind of stuck with him. It was quite a shallow league, uh, so I could have got some other guys uh, on the waiver wire. I was I was a bit stubborn, I, um, and I, go on. I have a, a funny story actually. One of the one of the drafts I did with my my, my boys back here, here in England, we had an auction draft. And as as a general rule, when I do an auction draft, I always put up players that I don't want mm. and let other people fight it out. Yeah. Well, I put up Deshaun Watson as the first quarterback, and there was a couple of bids, and I thought oh, I'll just you know put the price up a little bit as it's <laughs> the first quarterback. They'll be excited. So I put the price up to, I think it was $10, then it, up to 12 up to 14 and I got outbid. I thought, right, one more, and I'll let let it go. So I bid $16, which is quite a lot for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, got, I got landed with him. Uh, uh, so I actually fell trapped to my own, uh, yeah, my own outdoing there. So um wasn't so good. But actually, you know what? Like I said, changed my mind. Maybe that helps that he's actually on one of my fantasy teams. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's been fine. Yeah, I mean, the first week or two, maybe he still looks a bit rusty, which is, I don't know, to be expected, obviously, coming off the back of that injury last season. But, yeah, he's certainly putting up the points yeah. there for fantasy football. Yeah, so he's, um, obviously, he's the, I think he's quarterback 12 at the moment in uh, standard quarterback scoring league. So, yeah, you'd, you'd expect it. To, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, was number one, uh, number two or three. So, you expect him to fall down as well. So, yeah, Watson, don't mind that whatsoever. Uh, my first one is going to be John Brown. Now, obviously, he's a wide receiver 11 at the moment in standard scoring, 338 yards three touchdowns over the first four games he's had three fantasy games over 10 points uh, it's pretty much undrafted I think I got him into in the second or third to to last round in my home draft league and he was a guy that I, I've got in quite a lot of leagues and uh, obviously it's all injury with him 
But this ball more offense, obviously with Flacco, a bit of fire under his ass. Um, probably have to edit that bit out, but <laughs> uh, but he's got forty four percent of the t- the team air yards. Obviously, he's he's the deep threat, uh, which we all thought he was in Arizona. Just couldn't stay on the field, obviously with the uh, sickle cell trait. But fifteen reception on thirty targets, obviously shows you that he's the long guy, long play guy. Um, I think he's now past his injury, and you know I know I now have no hesitation putting him in my lineups. Yeah. Uh, another one that I like is um, is, is Sony Michel. Actually, uh, Sony Michel was a guy that coming through college, I was a bit unsure of. He landed in New England. The running back situation in New England is very up and down. But Sony Michel has well and truly broken out the last couple of weeks. 112 yards against Miami week four, yeah. and obviously last night against Indianapolis, 98 yards and a touchdown as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a guy that I was pretty low on, wasn't sure what, what, what his role was going to be in that offense. Was there too many mouths to feed? Mm. But no, he's come through and uh, he looks like the real deal. Fortunately, I targeted him uh, a couple of weeks ago after his 50-yard run Oh, his 50-yard performance against Detroit. Yeah. I targeted him in a few leagues, got him quite cheap, and I'm now sitting pretty with with uh, Michelle in a few leagues. Yeah, I've I've uh, for people that listen to the podcast know, um, and Lee, and certainly uh, the, my co-host Lee know how much how many shares I have. Sony Michelle, I must have Sony Michelle. I think in about 80 percent of my leagues. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, very 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 happy. Yeah, uh, I think in my in my home league I drafted all three and, uh, New England running backs. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you haven't gone wrong with uh, James White as well. He's, yeah. he's uh, fantasy relevant as well, of yeah. course, being the pass catching da- uh, guy. Uh, just to go back to to your guy, John Brown. Uh, I've I've loved John Brown ever since he's been in Arizona. I, I think he's a real talented wide receiver. But the problem is with him, as as you mentioned, he is the sickle cell trait. Uh, this injury, which is reoccurring, won't go away. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time before he starts to miss a few weeks, which is very unfortunate. Now, if he can play 13, 14 games this season, then yeah, absolutely. He's been fantastic. He looks so good. He's got a, a... Joe Flacco, who's a different Joe Flacco. We haven't seen this Joe Flacco for years since no. the Super Bowl win. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, he, look, he looks great. So uh, yeah, very good shout there. Mm. All right, cool. Um, I'll, I'll go on to my second one. So my second guy that I've, I've changed my my opinion on coming into the season is Adam Thielen. Obviously, uh, had a really good season last season, which was his, obviously his main, main first season uh, in the NFL. Came quite late to the game. 40 receptions on 56 targets with 71%. He's currently the wide receiver four uh, in standard leagues. Obviously, still leading the way. Paid quite a high, high draft price for him this year. Um, you know, my, my thinking of was this year that last year maybe Case Keenum and him have had that kind of rapport that maybe couldn't be replicated with with Kirk Cousins, but that offensive line sure. being not not as good as it is, obviously he's checking down a lot and Adam Thielen gets open a hell of a lot as well. But he he owns forty one percent of the air yards and he's had hundred hundred yard game every game this year. So yeah, you know, for someone that's maybe invested a third round draft pick in him this season, yeah, you know, you're not you're not grumbling whatsoever. No, no, he's great. And I actually had a chance to trade in the Dynasty League off-season. I got offered a straight trade of Mari Cooper for Adam Thielen, and I rejected it, mm-hmm. uh, which I re- I resent that because Adam <laughs> Thielen is, is, is great. But again, I had a very similar opinion to you. I didn't think he's going to do it again yeah. like he did last year. And Stefan Diggs is so good, and, and uh, Kyle Rudolph takes a lot of the play across the middle. But absolutely not. Kirk Cousins is finding him. Making him fantasy relevant, and it, you know, I think he's he's a top five wide receiver right now, isn't he? Yeah, wide receiver four. Yeah. Yeah. So right. okay. Any, yeah, good shout. Yeah. Any 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 other players you got there? 
Um, I lo- do you know what? I love Eric Ebron. <laughs> and it, it, as an Indianapolis fan, I never really back the indie players when it comes to fantasy because I always have this the, the way of thinking of if they're going to let my fantasy team down and my real life team, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but obviously that works the other way as well. Uh, whereas if they play well and, and indie play well, then it's a double win. Yeah. Now, Ebron come into the season. Jack Doyle was there in Indianapolis. I wasn't sure what his role was going to be. He had some catching issues last year at Detroit. Um, we wasn't sure the health of Andrew Luck. But especially after last night, two touchdowns mm. and over 100 yards against the New England Patriots, mm. he looks good. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have Ebron in an Indianapolis shirt right now. Mm. Yeah, obviously he's he's been the perennial uh, flatter to deceive type of guy. Obviously in Detroit, they've never really used him to his his full ability. Despite Matthew Stafford, obviously pulling the trigger there in in Detroit. Um, obviously he's he's getting the chance to shine with with Jack Doyle out of the lineup. Uh, be just interesting to see whether that means anything when when Jack Doyle does come back because Andrew Luck does love a bit of uh, a bit of Rainbow Six. Um, well, the the one thing that Ebron's got ahead of uh, Jack Doyle when it comes to fantasy is the fact that Ebron's not the greatest uh, pass um, blocker protector. Yeah, 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 pass blocker. So, but Jack Doyle is a very good pass blocker. Yeah. So it's always going to be on passing downs. Jack Doyle is always going to be that blocking tight end rather than the the pass catching tight end. Mm. And Ebron is effectively just another wide receiver, which Indianapolis are quite short of at the moment. I mean, Zach Pascal is, was fantasy relevant two weeks ago. You think, oh, who the hell is Zach Pascal? Yeah. Um, but, you know, so Eric Ebron is, has got his role there and I like it and it's good for fantasy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, say, say, a lot of people would have been burned by him in previous years, so I'm, I'm not quite, yeah. I'm not quite happy to, to confidently put him in my lineup. But certainly, uh, performances like last week, uh, sorry, like last night, and and, and never out of question with Eric Ebron due to just his mismatch ability that he presents, um, especially for Frank Reich as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, no, I don't mind that, don't mind that at all. Okay, I've got one, I've got one more. Uh, just quick, a quick honourable mention to Jared Cook. He's obviously having a bit of a season, but the reason I didn't put him in was obviously. He still has that boom-bust uh, kind of aspect to him. He's had really two really good weeks, obviously week one and last week against Cleveland. And then the two weeks in between, not really done much, but the, the Oakland passing game has been a bit improved this this, this year for fantasy, uh, not necessarily for the win column for the Raiders. But um, the, the final guy is going to be, for me, he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously, he was a polarising guy coming into the season for most. Um, I, I wanted, I was of the uh, the opinion that I wanted to see it before I invested. But um, yep. unfortunately for Patrick Mahomes fans, obviously, they're all just all over him and you're never going to get that opportunity. So I was quite happy to let him slide. But, you know, no you know, through four weeks of the season, no interceptions, which everyone kind of said that he was going to be a high touchdown, high interceptions guy. But um, obviously, that's not that's not come to fruition yet uh, he just shows that he's got a really cool head on on them shoulders that you know he takes what defense is given he doesn't try and force anything but i think the the you know the, the interesting thing is he has the weapons to do it but he's he's also got the perfect mentor in Andy Reid but what the one the one thing that is the the kind of the the, the thing i want to take out of it is that he's had, he had the whole of last season to sit now you look at all the four quarterbacks in the league at the moment who have been rushed in and just because, you know, itchy feet for GMs and, you know, win now mentality. Just look what it look what it does to quarterbacks if they just get to sit for a year. Look at Aaron Rodgers who sat for behind Brett Favre and obviously Patrick Mahomes last year with Alex Smith and, and Andy Reid there. Just look look 
see how how much that has helped Patrick Mahomes into analysing, you know, the situation, having that cool head. And, you know, he's been through it all last year on the sidelines before. He knows what you know can, can kind of come. He's second in passer rating, 126, only behind Jared Goff. Again, another guy that was maybe flung in a bit too early uh, under Jeff Fisher. Um, you know, he's currently the number one quarterback for fancy, 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, and, of course, the one rushing TD as well. But Patrick Mahomes was, again, he was a guy I was sceptical about coming into the season. But um, like, like everyone else, just everyone's just waxing lyrical about him. Yeah, yeah, I had the same opinion as you coming into the season. I wanted to see it before um, he did it, and he certainly has—he certainly has done it. Yeah. Um, I've I've missed a boat on him, um, but just comes with the word of warning because he is my quarterback sit of the week actually this week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a fascinating matchup this week against Jacksonville. I just I can't salivate in yeah. that, that watching that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be a good game, um, but it's going to be his toughest test. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not faced the greatest of defenses. Obviously, Denver went went a bit of a way towards shutting him down a little bit, um, making some amazing throws on the uh, on the run, and just slowing slowing him down a little bit. But um, yeah, he's a bit slow in the first quarter. He had a slow first half actually, but then come out firing in the second. So again, I think that's maybe partly down to to Andy Reid and making adjustments. So I just think it's a perfect perfect setup for him there. I think if he stays there for the next five to ten years. And doesn't maybe go somewhere else. I think I think he'll he'll thrive and he'll be considered uh, one of the best one of the best in the game. Obviously at the moment, not of all time, obviously. But um, yeah, it's exciting to exciting to see obviously the how the court the quarterback depth as well. But Patrick Mahomes currently on top uh, for fan, fantasy purposes. Yep. Cool. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk to, about some players maybe that we are a lot more down on maybe than we were coming into the season. Chris Hogan, uh, I think, has burnt a lot of people that maybe selected him in fourth and fifth rounds. Um, the three guys I've got here, uh, I've got the one one word circled, uh, which kind of makes it kills all of them, and that's opp- opportunity. Now, Chris Hogan obviously had uh, Julian Edelman come back last night for the Patriots, so I, I kind of had my eye on Chris Hogan just to see kind of what production you know he would have with maybe not all the defenses kind of looking at him trying to take him out because obviously he was a he was a dangerous weapon last season, but you know he's only had 15 targets, uh, and apart from the two the game where he had the two touchdowns, he's actually really done nothing. He's had Receiving yards of the first four games, not including last night. I think he had 33 last night, if my memory serves correctly. But he had 11, 42, 31, and 25. Um, and again, you know, obviously he had no Edelman, no Cooks. So I kind of thought, it's, you know, the defences will be kind of looking at him and just taking him away. Obviously, Gronk as well there. But yeah, Chris Hogan didn't really show much different from last night. And he's a, he's a guy that's probably going to go undrafted next year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never been a Chris Hogan fan. No. Um, so it's hard to say I'm disappointed with him because I, I expected it, it yeah. really. I yeah. did. Um, I know a lot of people uh, expected him to, to do a lot better, but for me, this comes as no surprise. Mm. Yeah, and a couple of others. Kenyon Drake uh, is another one. Uh, mm-hmm. Last couple of weeks, yeah, I mean, very disappointing. Again, it's it's all all about opportunity. Adam Gase, who drafted the guy, is not just not giving him any opportunity at all. I think he's got six rushing yards in the last two games and barely any carries. Frank Gore, uh, I know they were blown out last week against New England, so Frank Gore came in and took the majority of the, of the work. But you know, even when they got behind, Kenny Drake's the pass catcher of the of the duo there. So I'm not quite sure why he's not even he's not even getting any touches through the air. Um, so certainly, if I'm a Kenny Drake owner. I'm I'm very worried, you know, on the season, just barely broken 100 yards, uh, just the one touchdown and 55 through the air, and I'm not not quite sure what to, you know, Kenyon Drake owners, what do they do? Just have to hold him, I suppose. It, it freaks me out because 
Kenya Drake is, is he's a really good running back. He, he is, yeah. He proved it at the end of last season. He he can do a job there. And the Miami Dolphins, yes, they went 3-0 and at the beginning of the season. But, yeah. I mean, New England picked them apart. Yeah. And it was so obvious to me that there is a lot of regression coming for Miami Dolphins. Sorry, Dolphins fans. Mm. But it's the truth. That, yeah. that team is not great. Yeah. Um, and I think it's only a matter of time before they're going to have to put their best players to show, and that, and that obviously is Kenyon Drake. Mm. Um, it, it's got to turn the corner because he he is a talent, he is good, uh, and he can help that team. Um, so I, I think it's a matter of time before he comes good. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, and then just for my final one to, to round us off is uh, Robbie Anderson. Obviously, um, I think the news broke this week though he's not going to serve any any suspension from the NFL regarding his misdemeanors. Uh, I think maybe it was last year or something. Obviously, which was the kind of the the cloud over his head coming into the season. People not, really not drafting him as high as maybe he would have gone if uh, you know it was guaranteed he was going to play all sixteen. But again, Sam Darnold. I think again, the opportunity. He's not getting the targets, um, but I know Sam Darnold's checking down a lot to, to Quincy Nunwar. Maybe the, this will change a little bit when Sam Darnold gets a bit more acclimated to the league I and mean, take a few more shops. But he's only had 16 targets, 108 yards, and just the one touch in the first. I think it was in the first first game of the season. Um, but um, Robbie Anderson has fallen flat from from the heights of last year. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention Robbie Anderson. If you didn't actually, uh, it's very disappointing. But obviously, a lot of changes in the Jets, and it. And yeah. I was actually ha- had a discussion with my best friend, who is is in fantasy as much as I am, and he was banging the drum for Robbie Anderson mm-hmm. in the preseason. And I was actually saying to him, "Look, actually, Quincy and Noom was coming back, and I, I think Quincy and Noom were." is better than Robbie Anderson. And I think he was going to take more uh, more of the reps and, and be more productive. And he was like, no, 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 no. It's going to be Robbie Anderson. He proved it last year. And I, I think, yeah, just hold on for a second because the Numa is really, really good. And that's come to fruition. And, you know, you never know. Second half of the season, Sam Darnold might strike up a, a, a rapport with, with Robbie Anderson and it, and it might come back. But certainly at the start of this season, it's not been good. Uh, for Robbie Anderson, uh, the the one wide receiver I would like to stick in, Tim, if that's okay, is uh, is actually Keenan Allen. Um, mm-hmm. I, the reason why Keenan Allen's not bad, he's currently the wide receiver thirty two. But considering I was banging the drum for Keenan Allen, telling everyone that he's going to be the wide receiver one at the end of the season, for me, it's it's been pretty disappointing actually. Yeah. Um, but is it? Are we are we surprised because it happened last season? Uh, last season before their buy in week uh, nine yeah. he averaged five receptions for 68 yards per game and only had one touchdown mm. after the buy second half of the season eight receptions 88 yards per game yeah. uh, with with five touchdowns so are we really surprised this happened last year it might well happen this year and he's, he is one guy that i have written about in this redemption article because i do think He's going to come good. I do think he's going to finish as a, as a top five wide receiver is what I've put mm. down. A bit of a bold take. Yeah. But nonetheless, Keenan Allen has disappointed me so far this year, mm. but I think he will get going soon. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, in my home league, there's a, there's currently a trade I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to pull the trigger on. I'll probably do it next week because uh, he's the, the owner 
said that it would probably be there next week as well. Is I've got Julio Jones. Uh, it's a standard scoring league. I've got Philip Rivers as my quarterback, but he's offering me uh, Keenan Allen and Jordan Reed uh, for Julio Jones. Uh, my Titans are a bit of a, a bit of a mess as well. I had Evan Ingram who went down, but um, yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait this week uh, for that one because my, uh, my in my game in my matchup the uh, the other guy's got uh, Matt Ryan, so I want all the Matt Ryan points to, to transfer to Julio hopefully. So, but it's quite an even one. Like say, yeah, yeah. Keenan Allen. If it was PPR, it might be a bit of a different story, but Julio is just getting too many yards not to. To, to, to trade away at the moment so yeah that's a tough one it's I tough. think this, this week is, is going to be telling because I think Atlanta have got a very very good oh, matchup yes. uh, this week yeah. uh, and uh, Julio Jones could well be north of 100 yards again yeah. this week um, but I would be very tempted to do that you know, mm. I definitely yeah. I've got a lot of trust in Keenan Allen. Yeah, I say with with Rivers, my quarterback as well. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, neither get injured and they you know, all of them have a good game. And then next week I can I can pull the trigger uh, on that one. Uh, just want to give some honor, honorable mentions to some other guys. Uh, just the Dallas wide receiver core, obviously. Uh, I'm not going to say they were hyped up coming into the season, but you know everyone was saying Alan Alan Hearns is going to be the guy now, and you know you can get production out of him, and then Michael Gallup, obviously you know he's a long bomb and he can do all this, that, and the other. But obviously you know there's just no passing game there, so anyone that's drafted a wide receiver in Dallas probably has dropped him by now, uh, and is sick of the sight of of any Dallas wide receiver or just Dallas winning in general. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just that kind of just wraps up for me. I don't know if you have anyone else that you you're down on. Else yeah, up? again, just just piggybacking on what you just said, Dallas. I had so much so much belief in Michael Gallup, and that is not not coming true right now, which is frustrating. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, Duke Johnson actually from the Cleveland Browns. I know it's the Cleveland yeah, Browns, yeah. but they're they're, they're much improved. Yeah. Um, Duke Johnson in PPR leagues, what last year was fantastic. One yeah. of their main receivers, and uh, he's done very very little. He's RB fifty one at the moment in PPR leagues. So uh, pretty disappointed with Duke Johnson. Yeah, that's a good shout actually. Obviously, yeah, the the opportunity again. It's all about opportunity, isn't it? His opportunities lessened from from last year. Obviously, Nick Chubb and, and Carlos Hyde can put, catch out of the backfield there. But also, obviously, he was used out wide yeah. last season. Duke Johnson. Uh, I had him in PPR leagues last year as well. But obviously, Jarvis Landry there. Um, is, is is hoovering up the targets and David Joku and um, you know Baker Mayfield's obviously changing their the quarterback as well. But just to give you a, just a, yeah. I'll, I'll test you a little bit. I'll put you on the spot. So Dallas wide receivers, uh, I'll I'll give you the wide receiver and you tell me where you think they are in terms of where they stand. In so I'll, I'll give you the for instance, uh, Michael Gallup is the wide receiver 107 at the moment. So where where <laughs> First off, so out of Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley, Deontay Thompson, and Alan Hearns, who do you think is the highest rated wide receiver? Uh, I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion. I know. Oh. I think it's Cole Beasley. Uh, no, it's not. It's Tavon Austin. This is uh, no this, way. It might, in PPR, it might be different. This is standard scoring. Uh, but Tavon Austin, wide receiver, okay. fifty-four. Fifty-four. That's just wow. awful, isn't it? That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot about the Dallas. Yeah. Offense. <laughs> And yeah, Cole Beasley's just a couple of spots back, wide receiver 63. So like even in the deepest of deep leagues, you still can't even start these guys. They'll still be on waivers. Um, and then, and yeah. then here, how's this for, how's this to finish off? Deontay Thompson and Alan Hearns back to back, wide receiver 105 and wide receiver 106. Wow, that's that's just mental, how bad is that? I mean, it, that team is they are a one man band. It's, it's Zeke Elliott, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was quite funny. Obviously, in preparation for this show, just yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no Dallas wide receiver over over wide receiver fifty. But and I don't even really count what uh, Tavon Austin as a wide receiver. That's, He's a bit of both. But um, there we go. 
No, that's a great statistic, and I'm going to take that back to my podcast because uh, my, my co-host is a big Dallas fan, so uh, he'll enjoy that one. Yeah, I, I, I would assume uh, Beasley got quite a few targets last week, so I'd assume he'd probably be a bit higher than uh, than Tavon Austin there in PPR. But so yeah, standard scoring, absolutely shocking. Um, okay, cool. That pretty much wow. wraps us. That wraps us up for uh, players that we've maybe changed our opinion on uh, going into the season. So let's maybe just uh, have, a, have, a, have a quick overview of Week Five, uh, the Week Five matchups. So let's start off with uh, the, well, it's probably going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Atlanta at Pittsburgh, uh, one and three Atlanta Falcons, one and two and one at Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, for me, obviously, Pittsburgh three-point favourites over-under here, 58. I'm still happy to go over on that. But uh, the storyline for me coming into this one is is the, the loser potentially eliminate, eliminated from the, uh, the from the playoff picture. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Obviously, it's a big game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Atlanta last week had a must-win game there against Cincy. Um, I mean, to be fair, Atlanta have had the most rotten of luck with, uh, with defensive injuries. I think another one's out this week. Um, guy... Guy's name escapes me, um, but yeah, traveling to Pittsburgh obviously not the easiest of, of places to go. Um, no, no weather conditions really to worry of, of here. But Matt Ryan, for fantasy, obviously he's been an absolute stud. I think he's uh, quarterbacked one, two, or three in, in that vicinity. But yeah, I think the, the I think the loser here um, is, is is out of the playoff picture, especially Atlanta, obviously in, in that tough division. Yeah, this this game I've got this written down as an absolute slugfest. Yeah. Um, both of my quarterback starts this week, Matt Ryan and Beth, Ben Roethlisberger, they share that title because I think this is just going to be uh, uh, this is going to define shootouts. I mean, two teams that have been in shootouts all year. Year, uh, no defense. Um, the Steelers are second worst against wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons are so bad against wide receivers, but they're they're pretty bad yeah. um, in general. Uh, so yeah, I, I I really like fantasy wise. I really like uh, any receiver for any, Antonio Brown. This could be his sort of get started game because he's been mm. pretty quiet this year. Yeah. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster has been awesome and. I, that can continue. Calvin Ridley, uh, he's had two back-to-back monster weeks, and I can only think this is going to get better. Yeah. Um, Austin Hooper, Pittsburgh, have been miserable against tight ends, uh, so he could be well well worth a, a start this week as well, especially in sort of DraftKings lineups. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's going to be a slugfest. I can I can guarantee it. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you can pretty much start everyone in this one and, and get points. It's going to be like, you know, uh, Oprah Winfrey, points for you, points for you, points for you type of uh, <laughs> I like that. scenario. The Oprah Winfrey game. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, it should be, it'd be um, on Game Pass. Obviously, the uh, Jacksonville-Kansas City game, which we'll get to in a bit, is obviously blacked out for Game Pass in, here in the UK. So Atlanta-Pittsburgh is not a bad um, second prize, I suppose. Let's move on to another yeah. another one that's going to be quite interesting. Baltimore at Cleveland. Baltimore three and one leading the way there with with Cincinnati in the AFC North three and one, and Cleveland Browns finding another way to lose last week uh, one two and one. I suppose Baltimore will will take the win here uh, in Cleveland, but uh, I, I suppose it's the storyline for me is you know what new way can Cleveland or Hugh Jackson find to to lose this one? But um, I suppose more more importantly, it'd be interesting to see what Baker Mayfield does against a decent defense. Jimmy Smith coming back. Yeah, Jimmy Smith's coming back, which is why Jarvis Landry is my sit of the week because I think he's going to be held in check. Uh, but it, it's, I think it's going to be a tight game. Cleveland have been in tight games all year, and I don't see why this is going to be no different. Um, they're quite good defensively. They can they can rush the uh, Flacco. Flacco is not really any good under pressure, no. uh, um, despite being great so far this year. Uh, so I think it's going to be a, a tight, close game uh, with probably just a one-score difference. 
Yeah, yeah, I've agreed. Yeah, the uh, Baltimore Ravens, three-point favourite seed over under there is 45 and a half. Let's move on to one of the meh games of the weekend. Denver Broncos at the New York Jets. The Jets are one-point favourites at the moment, but I've got a funny feeling this is going to be a scratch handicap come come kick off. The over-under line, 42 and a half here. And the storyline for me is, you know, Case Keenum. Um, he's been he's been awful. Uh, he's, I think he's only tight touchdown pass in week one of, uh, of, the, of the season so it'd be interesting to see if he can bounce back but this New York Jets defense pretty decent and again you know Sam Darnold going into the into the NFL with each and every game uh, be interesting interesting battle of sorts but it's not really one I'm, I'm that interested in fantasy wise no uh, two two players interest me in this game uh, Royce Freeman yeah. who I think is just starting to get going uh, and and uh, the previously mentioned Quincy and Numa they're the only two people I'm interested in this game it's, it's going to be a bit of a snooze fest I think yeah and Emmanuel Sanders as well has, has had a decent start to the season I think he gets some favourable oh yeah yeah he's not being bad actually he, uh, he gets some favourable favourable slot, uh, slot matchups there against the New York Jets defence so he could be one for DFS at a cheaper price uh, moving yeah, on to definitely yeah yeah, um, maybe we'll get some DFS off you. Maybe at the at the end, I've got a couple of DFS guys as well. I like, um, but let's move on to NFC North. Uh, big game here: Packers at uh, Packers at Lions. Packers uh, one point favourites here. Obviously, loads of injuries to the wide receiving core there in Green Bay. Over underline here is fifty one, which I think is quite high considering the uh, you know the, the, the people out or injuries here. But um, mm. yeah, for me, obviously, this is a massive game to decide the NFC North. But Detroit need to bounce back for for any chance of the postseason. Yeah, uh, Detroit have been surprisingly uh, quite good, especially after that week one loss against the, the Jets. Um, I, I thought, oh, hello, here we go, because I had Detroit uh, across uh, a few survivor pools. Ah, so uh, <laughs> I wasn't too impressed with them week one. Uh, but they've actually come out and been been quite good. They've obviously got the three big receivers, yeah. uh, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, and, and Kenny Golladay, who I absolutely love. Uh, so they look pretty good. Uh, as for Green Bay, Rodgers has been disappointed in his carry and that injury. Uh, I've got him as my quarterback in my main league, and it's a little bit frustrating at the moment, but I think he's going to come good. Yeah. This week is going to be tough. There's potentially no Devontae Adams, potentially no Geronimo Allison, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be no Randall Cobb either. So that means there's going to be the three rookies coming in, Jamon Moore, Marcus Scantling. Uh, Scant- oh, I can never pronounce his name. <laughs> Marquez about his scantling um and um my favorite of all wide receivers in the roof class equanimia st brown i'm a bit of a notre dame fan and uh, he comes from notre dame and he is also while we're on the subject of dfs he is what we call the one percent of play for me this week uh, which is a guy who's a very very boom or bust uh, but will cost you absolutely nothing in dfs plays equanimia st brown could be his week like it, like it a lot. Okay, yeah, let's move on. So they say the game, probably one of the games of the weekend. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes rolls in and they welcome the Jacksonville Jaguars. <clears throat> the Jaguars are three-point underdogs and the over-under here is 49. And again, the, the main storyline, we all know what this one is. Obviously, can Patrick Mahomes do it against the elite defence of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Jaguars haven't really faced anyone decent in terms of offence at the moment again. So this, this is just going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, I think this is guaranteed to be over 50 points. I think if you're putting a bet on this week, put the over on this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars can move the ball. Blake 
Bortles has been pretty good. Keenan Cole has shown that he could be a great receiver. Dee Westbrook's had two good weeks on the bounce. Austin Severian Jenkins is always a, a red zone target. Casey cannot defend. They've lost their, def- uh, their defensive port. They're, they're struggling this year. They're, again, another shootout contender um, each week. Um, but on the flip side, Patrick Mahomes, we've seen what he can do. They can move the ball. He's a very competent quarterback. Tyreek Hill has got, you know, he can outrun any defensive back in the league. Um, so him and Jalen Ramsey will be very interested in watch this week. Um, but yeah, I think this could be fireworks this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. Um, I mean, not many people. If you said to me last year, or no, a couple of years ago, that you know, in a couple of years, you know, Jackson, Jacksonville versus Kansas City is going to be one of the best games of the week. You'd, uh, you'd send <laughs> you'd them laugh at yourself. Yeah, you'd send them to a mental institute, and you. But um, yeah, really looking forward to yeah. that one. Should be should be a good one. At Arrowhead should be a good atmosphere. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. As I say, Diddy Westbrook's a guy for for DFS for me that I, I really like. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's move on to Miami at Cincinnati. Cincinnati six point favorites over under forty eight and a half. Uh, obviously, Miami coming off the back of the uh, the, the, the arse whipping uh, from the Patriots and Cincinnati getting a big win in Atlanta. Could be a bit of a letdown spot for Cincinnati. Obviously, Jim Bernard and John Ross already ruled out for Sunday. So it could be a big Joe Mixon game if he doesn't re-aggravate his injury. Um, but Xavier Howard, I think, will, will pretty much cover AJ Green. So Tyler Boyd's in another big blow-up spot here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I quite fancy Cincy to take this. Um, I think they are, uh, are they three-point favourites, I think? That's right, um, six. Potentially. Six points. Sorry? Six points, six quite points. high. Yeah, yeah I, I still think they'll do it. I think Cincy have got this in the bag. Um, as you said, Joe Mixon, if he's back, I, I'm st- I haven't seen the update on Joe Mixon, but the last I heard, he hadn't cleared the protocol just yet. Exactly, yeah. uh, Joe Bernard is definitely out so for those in deep leagues Mark Walton Mm. he's healthy he's the third running back for Cincy keep an eye on Joe Mixon Uh, if if Joe Mixon for some reason does not make it on Sunday then Mark Walton would be getting every single carry and could be a very nice DFS play but again that's all very dependent on Joe Mixon yeah, obviously uh, Marvin Lewis come out and said uh, about Joe Mixon, and I quote, "The sun is up." So uh, yeah, take that, <laughs> take that what you will. Yeah, um, <laughs> it certainly it certainly looks good, uh, but I don't think he's officially cleared the protocol no. just yet. But no. obviously, we've still got two days away yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all signs point to it. But yeah, he's not been cleared uh, just just yet. But um, yeah, fans yeah. Cincinnati obviously had a good start to the season, three and one. Um, so yeah, likely that they they should take the points there. Uh, Carolina hosts the New York Giants, six-point favourites again, 43.5 is the over-under. Carolina obviously coming off the bye. Welcome the Giants, who have not scored 30 points for God knows how long. Uh, and I can just see, you know, there's also another stat for you. New York Giants are the worst in giving up QB rushing yards. So in comes Cam Newton, one of the best quarterback rushers that we have in, in, in the NFL currently. So I can just see the Carolinas putting a whooping on the Giants. Yeah, uh, another stat for you, the Giants have also given up the most passes, uh, touchdowns to running backs. So that is why Christian McCaffrey is my locked-in starter of the week for running back this week. Uh, I think him and Cam Newton are going to have a day. Uh, The New York Giants are sneaky good against wide receivers, and the wide receiving core in Carolina is not the greatest. Devin Funches, DJ Moore hasn't got going yet. Uh, so I do think it's going to be a hell of a lot of uh, Christian McCaffrey and possibly some Cam Newton rushing touchdowns as we've seen so far this season. Yeah, love it. I'm all over those two in DFS. Probably McCaffrey more. I'm quite happy to pay up for McCaffrey this week. 
um, especially because he passes. I would say he is the lock this week. You've yep. got to get him in your lineups. Yeah, let's spend 30 seconds talking about the Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills, uh, though we might even struggle for a bit of filler there. Obviously, Tennessee coming away with a couple of decent, <laughs> <laughs> decent wins, although it won't be easy in Buffalo. I know Buffalo are not the hardest of opposition, and I think the win at Minnesota there is obviously a fluke, judging by last week's... Uh, What's the word? Aberration, I suppose, against Green Bay. Uh, Tennessee coming away with a few gritty wins the last couple of weeks, and I expect Tennessee to win this one quite quite comfortably. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, actually, Tennessee are actually sneaking up in, in, in my rankings, team rankings, because they've actually looked, not looked too bad the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Uh, yeah. Corey Davis obviously had a massive game last week, uh, over 160 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Marcus Mariota, again, I have written about him this week in that redemption article. Go check it out. Um, he looks like he's going to be, he's coming back to, to be the Marcus Mariota he was drafted to be. And uh, I, I, I am slightly... I am quietly excited about this Tennessee Titans team, but I'm not excited about this game. I think it's just going to be, I think it's going to be either a blowout by Tennessee or it's just going to be a snooze fest. One or the other. Yeah, no, you're not wrong there. And I say, um, yeah, not not two teams that you're too excited uh, to watch. So we'll move on to the AFC West class. The Oakland Raiders, one and three, take on the LA Chargers, two and two, in what is known as the LA Chargers home road game. Uh, It's going to be black and white there. Let's not not make uh, no bones about it. But this one should have a lot of points. <laughs> should have a lot of points as well. The Chargers uh, favoured by five and a half points. Fifty-two point five uh, is the over underline. Quite like the overs on this one, considering the defences on both tides. Is that how you see this going? Yeah, this is the Keenan Allen game. This is where he takes off um, and and shoots himself back up into the the top twenty of wide receivers. Uh, yeah, a good matchup for Philip Rivers. Oakland are not a great team. Uh, I, <laughs> Two. These are two teams that frustrate me, just because of how they are. So, the the LA Chargers should never be the LA Chargers. They should have either stuck in San Francisco, or San Diego, or gone somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, you know that that stadium is just a joke. There is no home fans at all. Um, I feel really sorry for them because I actually really like their team. I love. Melvin Gordon, I think he's one of the best running backs in the league, and I love him in fantasy football. Uh, I like Keenan Allen. I like Philip Rivers. Um, the Oakland Raiders are frustrating as well because they're, you know, they, they're taking Mark Davis is taking that team out of Oakland, which just sounds wrong. Yeah. It doesn't seem right, does it? No. Uh, they, they are the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. They always have been. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, two two uh, teams that I don't particularly like the politics behind them, uh, but I like the talent on the field, and I think this could be actually a really good game to watch. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, I think I think the late game for. Uh, for for Sky Sky Sports guys and obviously Game Pass, I think it's Minnesota Philadelphia, isn't it? So I'm I'm quite happy to watch this one. Oakland uh, LAC should yep. be a good one. But yeah, no, Oakland Raiders. I'll always call them the Oakland Raiders. I, I still have trouble trying to call them the LA Chargers. I always call them San Diego, but um, yeah, should be yeah, should, be, should, be, should be a fun one to watch. Um, let's move on to the said uh, Minnesota Philadelphia game. Minnesota one two and one. Philadelphia two and two. Um, could be an interesting game this one uh, in terms of you know seedings and position come come January in the playoffs. Um, Minnesota Vikings are three point underdogs and the over underline forty six and a half here like the unders, um, but yeah, quite a hard one to call this one. Yeah, it's a hard one to call. I think uh, for the most part, both teams have been disappointing because yeah. the Super Bowl champions you'd expect to be this uh, dominating force, but. They haven't got going yet. I mean, 
the game against Indianapolis was a big tell for me. Yes, they won it, but it, Indianapolis made it a very tight game. And I wouldn't say yeah. the Colts are one of the better teams in the league. So yeah. I was expecting to be steamrolled mm-hmm. by the Philadelphia Eagles. And they just weren't, they were all, weren't all inspiring at all. And last week, Tennessee Titans, they just got, you know, they got run over by them in the end. Um, they couldn't, he could beat them. Um, Wentz is back now. Alshon Jeffrey's back now. There might be a few changes. Um, Jai looks like he's back as well. So um, they might start clicking again now. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, uh, Dalvin Cook really worries me this week. Here's my running back sit of the week. Uh, just because uh, he's still struggling with that hamstring injury. And, and the Philadelphia Eagles just happen to be one of the best uh, uh, defences against the run as well, especially yeah. in fantasy circles. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook is a, is a no-go for me. Yeah. However, I do think Kirk Cousins can get it going in the air. We've spoken about Alan Thielen. Um, so, yeah, it could be a good game to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one as well. Yeah. So, yeah, certainly keep, agree with everything you said there and certainly keep one eye on that one whilst I'm watching the Chargers, uh, Chargers game. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see how well that comes because it, it could affect, you know, divisional seedings and, and you know, home field advantage, that kind of stuff as well. So I'll keep I'll keep one eye on that. And obviously Minnesota need to win to keep the pressure on, uh, you know, that division. Chicago Bears obviously think 3-1 and one, obviously on a bye this week. Um, and yep. obviously Green Bay obviously they have the tie with the Green Bay but um, one two teams that probably won't be uh, troubling the postseason or the wild card uh, places Arizona at San Francisco um, although I do like I do fancy Arizona to pick up the first win here yeah I, could, I wouldn't be surprised um yeah, this is this is a game that I haven't got much interest in. Um, I think Ricky Seals Jones might have a nice fantasy day. Uh, San Francisco are pretty poor against tight ends, yeah. so um, that's one to keep hold of. Uh, again, David Johnson, yeah, that uh, that offensive line in Arizona is so bad, but I'm not entirely sure the San Francisco 49ers can get off yeah. to that um, the O line. So yeah, it could be a nice game for him as well. Um, Josh Rosen seems to be a bit of a breath of fresh air, which is nice for Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I, I could see it. I could see them getting their first win this week as well, actually. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals, 3.5-point uh, underdogs. Over-underline there is 40, and that could be going to leave that that game well alone there from a betting perspective. Uh, let's move on to... Yeah. <clears throat> Let's move on to the last of the of the later games, 9.25. LA Rams travel to Seattle to play the Seahawks. The Rams, seven and a half point favourites. The underline here is 50. Earl Thomas obviously out now for the season for the Seahawks. And probably, is it, is it going to be pretty much uh, business as usual for the Rams? Uh, well, you certainly expect so. Um, but having said that, uh, despite the, the Legion of Doom not being in uh, uh, in, in Seattle anymore, uh, it's still a tough place to go because the crowd is so loud. Um, so, you know, it, I don't expect it to be an absolute blowout, but I do expect the LA Rams to win it. Yeah, Seattle always play hard on defence. Pete Carroll knows how to coach a team and they always play up to, to their opponents. And the 12th man obviously will get involved as well. But I think, again, the LA Rams have too much for every team this season and are very much worthy favourites for the Super Bowl. Um, but it'd be another interesting uh, game yeah. as well. NFC West clash as well. So, again, they sometimes they play a bit funny um, divisional games there. I wouldn't be surprised if the LA Rams go 16-0 I don't think anyone will be because they're so powerful yeah absolutely yeah I, I was trying to look on the uh, on betting for, and I don't think any firms are offering it anymore uh, obviously that's a pre anti-post anti-post bet but if anything pops up for a 16 I might do a request a bet type style uh, thing, request on there and see what price yeah. it would be quite short I would have thought but uh, you never know you never know 
Um, okay, moving on to Sunday Night Football. Dallas, it's the Battle of Texas. Dallas Cowboys travel to Houston. Uh, one of three Houston Texans, two and two Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Houston Texans, 3.5 favourites here, which is, was a bit surprising uh, for me. But then again, I am a Cowboys fan. Over underline here, 45.5. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry to tell you this, but I, I like Houston in this game. Um, I, I think, uh, can we just revisit Houston's game last week against Indianapolis? Uh, like I said, I'm a Colts fan and how disgusting that call was yeah. at the end of the game yeah. for Frank Reich to go for it. What the hell was he thinking? Yeah, That is just absurd to me. I was sitting there watching it. just I couldn't stop blinking at the television because I could not believe what I was seeing. Uh, in that position, just punt the bloody ball, you know, get the play for the tie. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, Houston looked good actually, um, and as we, we've already discussed, Deshaun Watson um, and what I think of him now. Uh, so I do think that it's it's not necessarily a bad defense in Dallas, but no. it's it's not a great offense, and Houston's defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tight game, but I, I think Houston are going to, going to nudge you, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, I mean, this one, I think this one's going to be one in the trenches, both, you know, can the, can the defensive line there of, of Houston get past the uh, somewhat patched up offensive line of Dallas and then obviously, you know, the, the, leaky, yeah. the leaky offensive line of Houston, you know, Deshaun Watson obviously uh, scrambling about everywhere, you know, can can he stay on top of the, in top of the sticks and, you know, keep in line, obviously not getting into second and long, third and long situations. So it'd be an interesting game. I was just surprised that there may be a three point, three point favourites. Maybe it thought it was a 1.5, maybe a 1.5 line. But we shall see. Sunday Night Football should, well, it's not obviously everyone's favourite two teams, but um, yeah, I'll probably stay up and watch it because being a, a Dallas fan. So that leaves us then quite nicely onto the Monday Night Football game. The Washington Redskins coming off the bye, heading into New Orleans. Uh, 6.5 favourites are New Orleans over underline 52.5. Adrian Peterson, revenge game. So it'd be quite interesting to see how much he runs. But obviously, Drew Brees obviously going for a couple of records, I think, uh, on, on, on in this one. So they could be a bit distracted and could be a bit of a letdown spot here. And Washington plus the points I, I quite like. Is it, what, what, what do you like in this one? Well, it's New Orleans at home, so yeah. uh, usually that's a good omen um, for for fantasy when you're starting your New Orleans Saints. However, Washington are actually the best defense against wide receivers. Mm. Uh, they've only given up 343 yards on this season, which is the best in the league. Um, ha- so there comes the question, are you happy leaving Michael Thomas in your lineup? He had a bit of a rough week last week, mm. but... The answer is always start your studs because yeah. New Orleans at home, Drew Brees will find Michael Thomas, will find Alvin Kamara. And I think on this particular occasion, yes, that's a very nice stat for Washington, but I think it will go out the window. Mm. Yeah, no, it could, it could be it could be an interesting game as well. It's, it's one that could be like a KG you know, low scoring one or it could be an absolutely 75-80 pointer, uh, depending on... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. teams coming off the bye have had longer to prepare, and the Saints' defense has not been the uh, Saints' defense of 2017. So again, could be a lot of points there. And again, I'll, I'll be watching yeah. to see. Oh yeah, um, go on. Just on this game, uh, Jamison Crowder is actually one of my starts of the week at wide receiver position. He's had a slow start, but yeah. I think like like you just said, you just reminded me there of how bad the New Orleans defense is. Yeah. Um, and I think if I'm right in saying Marshall Lattimore will probably. Uh, be on uh, Paul Richardson, so that might open up the field for Jameson Crowder to yeah. take to take advantage. Yeah, 
No, like it, like it a lot. Okay, before we let you go, then obviously you are heading out for a nice Friday night dinner. Uh, give us, give us a couple of DFS guys. Obviously, we, we've said a couple. Have you got any more there for us? Um, yes, uh, you're gonna have to give me a sec here, though. I've got it on a, a document. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll go through some of mine. So one of mine, T.J. Yeldon. Obviously, Leonard Fournette is out. Uh, Kansas City yep. cannot cannot stop anything. Uh, Manuel Sanders, Christian McCaffrey, um, Vance McDonald, tight end position. Obviously, you went Austin Hooper as well. And a couple of defenses: uh, Carolina Panthers against the inept New York, uh, New York Giants offense, and Tennessee Titans as well should uh, should have a decent game of it there. Uh, away in Buffalo, a couple of bu- people a bit lower down the uh, the price. Tyler Boyd could be could be a decent one, and uh, Diddy Westbrook as well. Yeah, no. I, to be honest, you've covered a lot of the players that I've got written down here. Um, I like my stacks, um, and I think uh, Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley is a particularly stack. good stack yeah. this week. Um, you know, got a good matchup, um, and yeah, I think maybe Cooper Cup as well. Cooper Cup has shown this year that he's actually, even though he's the wide receiver three in the offense, he's actually a very usable guy uh, for for DFS plays. So he could be one to watch in in Seattle as well. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, yeah, I say it's always it's always good to try and find those um, those players that are a bit lower down as well to then let you load up on on the studs. And uh, I haven't looked at any of the prices yet, but I, I can't imagine that um, you know, t- you know, a couple of those Tyler Boyd, Diddy Westbrook are going to be that high up in, in the list as well. Yeah. And, um, so. uh, Another one I say, I mentioned Equinemius St. Brown as, as uh, nice. what I call the one person. Well, it's what um, one of my writer, uh, Sean Bow, who writes for me, he writes the, the DFS um, art, uh, the uh, DraftKings article for us every week nice. on the Cross Fantasy Pond. And he calls it the one percent of play. And that is your absolutely uh, boom or bust uh, plays. You, some people have probably never even heard of, yeah. but could potentially go off. Um, so Equinemius St. Brown. Brown is, is that guy, yeah. uh, but also uh, Taewon Taylor from, yes. from Tennessee as yes. well is a one percent a play for me this week. Uh, yeah. That Buffalo game, um, the wide receivers in in Tennessee, Corey Davis obviously takes the main coverage, and then there's Tajay Sharp and Taewon uh, Taylor. So yeah. uh, so the ta- Taylor, oh dear, uh, Taewon <laughs> Taylor and Tajay Sharp are two to look out for as well. Yeah, no, I love Taewon Taylor. I think um, Corey Davis would draw the uh, the premium coverage. I can't remember the the guy. At the back there for for the Buffalo Bills, the well, shutdown shutdown I think guy. Michael Michael Hyde is is one of the good uh, defensive backs, but I think he's out this week actually. Mm, I can't. Remember. There was another guy as well. I can't remember. I'll have to I'll have to look at that one up. But yeah, no, I really like Taylor. Taylor. Okay, I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go, uh, uh, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us to preview week five and give us some players there, obviously that you've changed your opinion on. Obviously, they can get you on Twitter at ffbritballer and they can they can see all your writers' work. And obviously, I re- very much recommend the uh, DFS article there for you DFS players out there uh, across the fantasypond.com. Is that is that I can't is that, is that right from last time? That that is right. Thank you very much, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's always good to speak to you. Um, I will leave by saying one piece of advice going forward, and that is to all fantasy fans, go buy David and Juku from the Cleveland Browns, a tight end. Um, let me just tell you, he has not started great, but now Baker Mayfield's in the in the lineup. Uh, he's certainly got a lot better. And uh, let me tell you. After this week, tough matchup against Baltimore Ravens, but then he will face Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, 
Kansas City and Atlanta from week seven through ten. Yeah. Uh, all four of those are shootout games, and David and Duke could well be uh, a top tight end, especially considering Greg Olson, Delaney Walker, Will Disley, Tyler Wright for Evan Ingram, Jack Doyle, OJ Howard are all not playing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so go by David and Duke. Yeah. That is my one piece of advice I will leave you with. You've ruined you've ruined the secret, Rob. You've ruined it. You've ruined it. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to edit that bit out. <laughs> No, no, all the best. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll have you on again, no doubt, in the near future. And uh, good luck with all your DFS and all your fancy teams. And we'll speak, we'll speak soon. Yeah, perfect. Pleasure coming on. Thanks a lot, Tim. Okay, it's time to win you some quiche. And, of course, we are joined by Adam from Touchdown Tips. And we're looking to give you the best bets for week five. Adam, bring you in. How did your, your betting weekend go last week? Uh, everything I put on site was awful. My personal betting, though, went really well. I had a 52 to 1 uh, fivefold come in, which was nice. That paid for the rest of the weekend and a couple of other bits. And even last night, Thursday night football, I was definitely massively up in personal bets. But again, the ones I put on my website were useless. Mm. Yeah, I had quite. A, I had loads of different hackers that were killed by one. I think I like, had a sevenfold uh, anytime touchdown score in my personal. Uh, account and uh, yeah was was let down by one I think it was uh, uh, Odell Beckham and then Philadelphia let me down for like another seven fold on money line which would have paid quite handsomely but yeah was um, was, was not a great weekend for me betting wise it was a good fancy weekend but um, we go again for week five so let's start off as we always do with our money line Acker so I'll start us off I've gone for uh, Baltimore Ravens to beat the Cleveland Browns at home uh, Cincinnati Although they've got a few injury worries, they obviously Gio Bernard and John Ross have already been ruled out for Sunday. I still think they'll have enough to take care of Miami, who got slaughtered by New England last week. And I don't think are that great a team. Carolina, I think, should uh, should feast uh, upon a New York Giants team. They've had you know, nearly two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, Tennessee should take care of business over in Buffalo, which is a tough, a tough away game. But um, I think Tennessee's wins over the last three weeks, I think they should, be able, should have enough to get that done there. Uh, in Buffalo and then finally I'm going to go back into the fire again with Philadelphia at home to Minnesota don't really rate Minnesota's defense at the moment I think there's a few things going a bit wrong there obviously injuries and people having some some other issues there and I think they can get a lot of it, uh, pressure on to Kirk Cousins so I've gone for those five and that's six just uh, just under 13 to two there with uh, Marathon Bet who who do you like this week for the money line well, after the Eagles let us both down last week on our fivefold, well, I might have a fivefold. I've only gone with a three this week. I've gone for Denver <laughs> winning in New York. Yeah. Uh, it's on a short week, but I am surprised to see that they're not the favourites. I think they're much better than New York, and their defence, while it isn't as good as it used to be, I think it can still cause Darnold some trouble. Mm. Uh, Detroit Lions at home to the Packers. The Packers are looking like they're going to be without their first three wide receivers yeah. and rolling with rookies. Yeah. Um, so I think the Lions, they're going to show up. They show up against the Patriots. This is their next Super Bowl is against the divisional rivals. I think they'll show up. And I also went for Baltimore beating the Browns mm. um, uh, in, in Cleveland just because they're the better team. Yeah. Um, so that came to around 5-1 to one for those three. Nice. And so for those listening out there, obviously we will post these up on our Twitter and you can find them on the on the website at 410yards.com forward slash punting. Okay, let's move on to our next uh, category, Handicap Treble. 
Uh, I'll kick us off. I've gone for the Rams minus seven. I think the line is currently seven and a half, but maybe I'm just going to take that hit there to get the push to get the seven points. Although I think Rams win by double digits. Uh, I'm just going to cover myself there in case I get backdoored uh, on the spread. Uh, Dallas plus three and a half. Not really sure why the da- uh, Dallas Cowboys are over a field goal uh, underdog here. Houston have, have been far from uh, far from impressive this season. You know, just about you know they they needed. The win to be handed to them last week there with uh, Frank Wright going for it on a silly fourth down there with Indianapolis. I don't think they're they're performing that well. That's not to say that they won't perform well in this one, but I think that even if uh, Dallas are indeed missing Sean Lee, I think they showed enough there on defence last week against the Lions. The bend did not break in, and they, they they caused the Lions to punt quite a lot between the fifty and the, the and you know the. the field goal range there of the Dallas half so quite like the field goal there yeah, and say if they lose by a field goal you still get the, the 0.5 of a win uh, and I'm going to double down a little bit on the Cincinnati Bengals minus six uh, and that it comes to 4.83 to one on bet365 for the treble oh, I hate hate people having faith in the Bengals <laughs> <laughs> it's so worrying to, to be fair, um, to be fair. I, I, I really wanted to pick them but I can't yeah, to be fair they're in a big let they're in a big letdown spot obviously that big win in Atlanta last week uh Miami this week obviously got blasted by the Patriots. It's a, it's one of those where you know it looks easy on paper, but potentially could be uh, quite quite funny. Yeah, I, I think it should actually be a really good game to watch as a neutral. Um, I think the teams match up pretty well. Um, obviously, they've got a decent secondary. The Dolphins do, and uh, the right Bengals right. have got a very good offense. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. What's your handicap? Um, so yeah, my ones. I've gone with the Raiders plus five and a half against the Chargers. It's in LA. Uh, which means the Raiders are the home team, <laughs> yep. no matter where it is, basically. Um, the Chargers can't beat anyone by more than six points at the moment. They, they just don't have it in them. Um, I've gone for the Cardinals in San Francisco. I was very impressed with Rosen last week. I thought mm. he was really good, yep. and he was only a few drops away from winning that game. Yep. Um, getting three and a half points in San Francisco, I'll take that. Yep. And I have gone with the Vikings in Philadelphia. Uh, I know that their defense hasn't been great. Mm. I know that the pass rush hasn't been great for them. Uh, but the Vikings match up well with the Eagles in, um, so far as their wide receivers are very good and the Eagles' secondary is not mm. very good. Yeah. Uh, so I will take the three points on the road for the Vikings there. Uh, that mm. comes to around just over 6-1 to one Nice for them threes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, Raiders there. I, I heard a good phrase uh, early on a podcast I listened to, Pick Six podcast. Uh, they were saying about the Raiders and the, the Chargers game. They said that the Chargers have a, a, a home road game, which I thought was quite funny. It, it is exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine 80% of the stand up with black and white home, home is ridiculous. Game. Yeah. Love it. Uh, one, um, one thing on the Seahawks a lot of the Sharps seem to think it's a really good spot for the Seahawks. Mm. They seem to reckon that the Seahawks should be five-point underdogs, so they reckon they're getting two points, but I just can't buy it. I, I know that historically that's true, but the Rams are so much better this year. Yeah, I'm not I'm not having that. I, I think, um, obviously, L. Thomas, out for the season with that injury last week, obviously depletes their, their defence a little bit more. And uh, there's, there's a guy there called McDougald. Uh, I think he's a corner. He's actually played really, really well uh, in the games I've seen from him, making a lot of tackles. So anyone that IDP out there, if, uh, I think his first name's Harry. Uh, you, have to, you have to quote me on that one, but... 
Uh, if he's done, the worst, he, worst football in name ever. Yeah, Harry McDougal. Yeah, he's, <laughs> sounds like an extra on like what the Waterboy or something. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he's out there on your IDP uh, cornerback, if he's out there in IDP leagues, maybe go and pick him up. I've done that in what the uh, single IDP league that I am in. Just changed him up for uh, Eric Weddle, who's not done much in the way of tackling this season. But let's go to two points then. So I'll kick us off. I've gone a couple of overs and one under. I've gone over in the Oakland uh, home game against the Chargers, over 53 and a half. Uh, I've gone over in the Atlanta-Pittsburgh game, over 57 and a half, which you might think is a high line, but my God, this guy, this I'd take 60, I think, in this one, because uh, I, I can see both teams scoring 30 uh, on each other. These Both of these defences are very, very bad. No, no, there's not any bad weather in Pittsburgh either. There's not, there's no, um, just to mention, there's no bad weather at all across uh, America this weekend, so no worries about any kickers or any points or any rain, all that kind of stuff. And then to finish off the treble, gone for under 46 and a half, Minnesota at Philadelphia. I just think that the 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 Philadelphia defense, the run defense, is one of the best in the league. So they're going to struggle to run the ball. And like you said, I know the secondary is a bit a bit sketchy for Philadelphia. Jalen Mills obviously has given up a ton of production there to opposing wide receivers. But I think they'll get quite a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins. And I just think the the, the Philadelphia offense hasn't really clicked. I know Ashon Jeffrey come back last week, but I thought forty six point five was quite high. Uh, I think early on in the game it'll be a bit cagey and people they'll try and fill each other out a little bit. So that treble there comes to five point, just over five point three to one uh, with William Hill. I'm yeah, I'm taking you on again on uh, one of those. I think we we're one and one against each other last week, so yeah. we'll uh, we'll see how it goes this week. Friendly fire. Yeah, yeah, friendly fire indeed. Yeah, I am taking you on with the Vikings game. I thought you might. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, as I said with the uh, the last one with that handicap, the, the, they match up pretty well yeah. offensively against each other. Mm. Um, so I think the Vikings can't stop points, and I think the Eagles will struggle against Diggs and Thielen. So I've got over 46.5 mm. in that one. I have gone with over 40 in the Arizona game. Yeah, um, I, against I did look at that. The 49ers. Yeah, I did look at that game. Yeah. Yeah, after last week, both teams put up quite a few points, the 49ers conceded and scored quite a lot. I think it was 55-56 in the mm. total in their game against the Chargers. And I've risked the unders. After last week, I didn't really want to take any unders because everything went crazy last week. Yep. But I've gone under 43.5 in the Giants v Carolina. Uh, the Giants haven't scored more than 30 points, I think, for about two seasons now. Mm. It's yeah. something ridiculous like that. So yeah. it's all on Carolina there. Yeah, nice. And what does that come to? That was around 7-1. to one. Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay, cool. Let's move on to uh, anytime touchdown scorers. In. So I've just gone for the three. I've just gone for the treble this week. Uh, Keenan Allen, 11-10 uh, to 10 there uh, for Chargers against Oakland. Again, Oakland can't really stop anyone. Keenan Allen's not really had a big game for a couple of weeks, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume he breaks out in this one. I thought anything... Odds against is always good. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is in a huge blow-up spot there against, as they said, New York Giants. Awful against the run. I think there's a stat out there as well. I did consider Cam Newton. They've given up the most uh, quarterback rushing yards, uh, I think, this season. So, you know, yeah. it's all right they're going up against Cam Newton, so that's only going to get worse. And then to just wrap it off, Joe Mixon's going to have that backfield pretty much to himself. Uh, obviously, just coming back from injury. So there's a bit of slight risk there that he re-injures that and then comes out of the game. But Joe Mixon, you know, Miami's run defense is not great either. So Joe Mixon can have a big game. So I've gone for those three there. I haven't got the uh, treble there. I can't. I haven't got the the treble price, but I'll I'll stick that up on Sunday. 
No, there's, there's hardly any prices available at yeah. the moment. The, yeah. By the look of it, the Bengals game's only on one bookie at the moment, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. I guess they were waiting on news about Geo and trying to figure everything out after that. John Ross, yeah. Oh, Geo, Geo Bernard and John Ross, yeah. I guess they were waiting for them just yeah. to um, figure it out. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, all good. Yeah, I am looking at Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers. The Lions' run D is one of the worst in the league. Yep. Uh, he's currently a best of two to one. Uh, well, I got three to one on him last week, um, so we'll see what happens there. Like um, Javorius Buck Allen for the Ravens. He scored every game apart from last week, and Alex Collins, their starting running back, is possibly out. He's questionable. Oh, really? At the moment, mm. uh, he's hardly trained this week. No, he's, yeah, um, he's had fumbling issues as well. He fumbled on the goal line last week, I think. He did, yeah, which obviously does not help. No. So, yeah, Buck Allen, he's best of two to one at the moment as well. Nice. And then I think my third will be Royce Freeman for the Broncos. He's a best of 15 to eight at the moment. Uh, it's between him or Lindsay, frankly. The, uh, Keenum hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since the first game of the season for mm. them. So the only way they're going to score at the moment is on the ground. Mm. So you're looking at Freeman or Lindsay. They're both... Fifteen to eight and two to one. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That probably comes. Does that come out about twenty-five to one for the trouble there? I like it. Uh, around twenty to one at the yeah. moment, but that's the only prices we've got at the moment. Yeah. I'm hopeful for around twenty-fives in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, yeah, like I say, if they if they change between, you know, obviously we're recording this on the Friday night, fifth uh, of October. If they change, we post these up on the Sunday. So if the prices change, we'll adjust accordingly. And again, you can you can find those on the website there as well. So to see what the final prices were. Uh, okay, so it just brings us to the the out, kind of outsider any times then. So I've gone for a couple. Uh, I've got for uh, a couple in the Atlanta Pittsburgh game. I think it just could be a touchdown fest. So why not try and get in on some of the bigger prices? Austin Hooper, eleven to four, had a quiet game last week, but again, you know, it could be a, it could be a decent one. Obviously, he got burned by Travis Kelsey a while back when they played the Chiefs. So Austin Hooper, eleven to four, usually has a touchdown yeah. every now and again. So I didn't mind that one too much. Uh, the other tight end on the other side, Vance McDonald. Obviously, he's come to the fore a little bit uh, in the last couple of weeks of with you know his lovely. Stiff arm, uh, putting Chris Conti pretty much on uh, injured reserve for his soul. Uh, Nineteen to ten uh, for him. That was pretty good. I thought might be able to squeeze two to one somewhere come Sunday. And then uh, Amari Cooper was is also two to one. Uh, he's also you know the, the secondary for the LA Chargers is not great. It's, yeah, their defense is pretty much banged up and it's not playing to the to the levels of last year. So two to one for Amari Cooper. He's due. Uh, I think he had. Did he have a touchdown last week as well, or was it the week before? I've, he had over 100 yards. I'm that not sure it. about yeah. touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, 2-1 I thought was quite a good price. Well, Matavis Bryan gets an honourable mention. Obviously, you had him last week as well, but he dropped a few that he could have uh, could have got into the end zone with. But um, we, we we move on to the final one. A bit more speculative this one. DJ Moore, 7-2 uh, for Carolina versus the Giants. Obviously, they had the bye week last week. And I've just got a sneaky feeling they might involve uh, DJ Moore a bit more coming out of the bye. Obviously, he's had, I think he's had like single-digit targets for the whole season. He's only had like two or three receptions. So, obviously, you know, you're hoping for more than 7-2, but DJ Moore's not really a, a name that not many people know about. So, you know, that's why I think it's 7-2. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of banking on that they, they bring him a bit more into the off in, offense, in, integrate him a bit more just before Greg Olsen returns. Yeah, I like the Amari Cooper one. It's one. He did score last week, um, by the way. So, yeah, uh, that, that Martavis Bryant one killed me. I had eight to one on him. Um, I went full two points, and he could have just walked into the end zone. All he had to do was hold on to it. Mm-hmm. 
it uh, annoyed me rather a lot. <laughs> it's kind of a summary of summary of my betting season at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, my longer shot ones. I have more as well, but I've got David Moore for Wee. the Seahawks. <laughs> he <Yep>. is <laughs> he is sixteen to one at the moment. They mm. have said this week that they want to get him more involved, and it looks like they're basically going to be pushing Brandon Marshall out the door. Uh, obviously, they're playing the Rams, so mm. the prices are going to be quite high because mm. of the matchup. Yep. But I thought sixteen to one was a good bet on him. Uh, I have Dee Westbrook at four to one love for it. the Jaguars. Yeah, love it. Yep, uh, Fournette is out for them, and generally that means that they pass the ball a little bit more. Yeah. So I think four to one against the um, Chiefs defense is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I also had Austin Hooper. Thought that was a good one. Uh, and I'll give you one more at bigger odds if I can remember who it was. Uh, Kendrick Bourne possibly, but it depends on Marquis Goodwin because apparently he's back in training now. Yeah. He's um, Bourne has scored the last two weeks with he scored with um, the no, Jimmy G. That's the fella. <laughs> uh, he scored with him and he scored last week with Bethard as well. So. Mm. He obviously has a nose for the end zone. Mm. Uh, he is best of seven to one at the moment at Unibet. Nice. Yeah, Kevin Bourne, obviously, uh, just to reiterate, uh, the wide receiver for San Francisco 49ers. Maybe, maybe some of you out there listening don't even, haven't even heard of him. Uh, I probably hadn't until last week or, or two weeks ago, so uh, I wouldn't, we wouldn't... Yes. We wouldn't, we wouldn't mind if you didn't know who they were. Okay, so then that leaves us for uh, three markets left. Uh, we missed one last week, obviously upset of the week, uh, which we, we put on the sheet. But um, obviously, uh, my upset of the week this week, Arizona 7-4 to uh, to go and beat San Francisco. I know CJ beat hard, uh, played quite well last week against the Chargers, but then the Chargers charged a little bit. Uh, I just don't, I'm not sure if uh, Bethard is, is going to play to the same, to the same levels. And obviously their defense is a tiny bit bashed up as well. Um, so I'm going to take Arizona to keep improving under Josh Rosen. Like you say, he had a good performance last week there. And uh, yeah, I'm 74. Quite happy to take them for my upset, my underdog of the week. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Obviously, I've taken, um, I, as I said earlier, I think they're a pretty good team. So I would take them. I think mine, I'll have to take the Vikings. Uh, they're around 6-4 to four at the moment um, on the road in Philadelphia. Mm, hope so very much hope so very much hope so that would be that would be beautiful uh okay right so then last two then so what's your best what's your best bet of week five the best bet i think has to be aaron jones for the green bay packers to score anytime at two to one at the moment i am hopeful it'll get a little bit higher once there's a few more markets out but I doubt it, to be honest. Yeah, no, two to ones. He, I mean, he's pretty much won that that backfield job. There, obviously, Ty Montgomery's going to maybe go out uh, to the wide receiver and out out, out wide. Uh, obviously, with the uh, all the injuries there in Green Bay, just keep an eye out there for all you listeners out there. Just keep an eye out on the injury report uh, with the with the Green Bay wideouts. Uh, it would certainly help Aaron Jones's cause if uh, Ty Montgomery's split out wide and Jones is pretty much being out Jamal Williams there for the back uh, the backfield job. So yeah, no, I like that. Uh, my my nap of the week is uh, Christian McCaffrey anytime uh, ten to eleven with Skybet again. The Giants are awful, uh, especially against the run. Uh, McCaffrey is in a very good pick up uh, blow up spot here, and you know Devin Funches I think will get Janoris Jenkins. So McCaffrey could run run wild, have uh, any a touchdown through the air, could have a touchdown through the ground. Uh, might even back two two plus or, or a hat trick um, as well because they usually get some good prices on those. So what's your what's your next best next best for week five? 
at the moment, it is John Brown over fifty-five and a, over fifty-seven and a half receiving yards mm. um, for the Baltimore Ravens against the Cleveland Browns. He is our the last three games. He's had ninety-two, eighty-six, and one hundred and sixteen yep. yards. Um, and I, I'm not that worried about the Cleveland defense shutting him down. He seems to be the favorite target for Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, that's over on Skybet at ten to eleven. Like it, yeah. No, John Brown. Um, I've, I drafted him in, in a couple of leagues, and uh, obviously we've mentioned on the show previously about his his past injury troubles. But he seems to touch wood come clear of, uh, of all those, and he's, he's just blossoming into the wide receiver everyone thought he was with the speed. Uh, and I very much enjoyed him having in my lineups. Uh, yeah, so I like that a lot. Fifty-seven and a half is probably is quite low. He's the deep threat guy, so if, you know if he only needs one or two catches, maybe to get that over uh, for you. So I like that. Um, I struggled with the next best this week, um, purely because I didn't really have much time to, to to be too confident on anything. But I'm just going to go with Joe Mixon, uh, anytime touchdown score as well. At the moment, I think it's eight to eleven, but that's going to shorten on the back of obviously the Gio Bernard news. So try and get on early if you can uh, with that one. So, but that is uh, my next best. Should be should be a fairly high scoring one uh, that one. But obviously John Ross out as well as Gio. There's not many other players left on that team apart from AJ Green and uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's actually a good bet. Uh, might have a look at him uh, when we when we go off offline here. But Joe Mixon eight to eleven a sure a sure thing for this week five. Okay, so that pretty much wraps us all up then uh, for week five. Adam, thank you so much for coming on and uh, best luck. Hopefully uh, we we can get you uh, back in back in the black uh, on, on the podcast. Obviously your your wallet's bulging, uh, but maybe not <laughs> maybe not so much your listeners. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I think this week I might just stick to player pops. I'm doing pretty well on them yeah. compared to the anytime. So yeah, fingers crossed. Might need a, just a change of tack and yeah. bit of time off, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I've been keeping. You can keep uh, for everyone listening out there. If you download our spreadsheet with all the bets on there, you can see how we're doing over the season. Just to give you an indication, after week four, collectively we're still in profit by two point, just over two and a half point, uh, just under two and a half points. Um, I won't. I won't. I won't single us out, but um, you can see on there if you download the the file. And again, this week's uh, for week five bets, it'll be up there on Sunday, probably sometime some Sunday afternoon, maybe Sunday morning, uh, depending on if I get up early enough before football training. Uh, But that's going to do it for the week five bets. And Adam, uh, we'll we'll chat you next week, and all the best, buddy. Yeah, cheers, Tim. All the best to you as well, mate. So there we have it, uh, Rob Grimwood there and Adam Walford of Touchdown Tips giving you all you need for your week five. And you know what's left? It's all just about to kick off. Hi everyone, this is Jack here from the Kickers Matter Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at kickers underscore matter. I'm just here to do the start sits for the kickers for the week in fantasy. So we're starting off with our start. So I'll be starting with Matt Bryan and Chris Boswell. I think this game has very, well, it's going to be a high scoring game, has shootout potential. I like both kickers in this game for that reason. Uh, my sit for kickers this week, again, it's picking on the bills, I'm afraid, but it is Stephen Hausker. The Titans' defence is very underrated. I um, I can't see the bills putting up many points. So Stephen Hausker is a kicker I'm avoiding this week. 
Cheers, guys. Uh, my sit for kickers this week, again, it's picking on the bills, I'm afraid, but it is Stephen Hausker. The Titans' defence is very underrated. I um, I can't see the Bills putting up many points. So, Stephen Hausker is a kicker I'm avoiding this week. Cheers, guys. So, there you have it. Comprehensive overview of your week five. So, you're all ready to go. Your kickers, your betting, and your storylines heading into all the week five games. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope to have you with us again next week. Don't forget to check out our competition on Twitter, our pinned tweet at full 10 yards. Uh, if you're a writer, get in touch with us and want to write about fantasy football. And yeah, just give us a rate, review, retweet, spread the love. Uh, really appreciate it. Really appreciate you join, joining on the podcast and having a listen. Uh, really appreciate you doing that. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with Lee. Hopefully he's still alive. Uh, shout out to you, buddy. Being the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com